Welcome to a Healing Peace Podcast. My name is Kimir Baker. I am an overcomer. I am very passionate about helping others to achieve an abundant life fueled by spiritual principles and emotional balance. In this podcast series, we delve into spiritual self-care. Yes, we will explore exercising our minds and bodies, but more importantly, we will discuss strengthening our inner being, embracing God's love, and being filled by the fullness of God. As you take this journey with us, we want to inspire possessing your authentic selves and happiness. Welcome back, family. We began another wonderful segment. This segment is not going to disappoint. I do have a friend who says, girl, you know you say that all the time. I guess it's true. I am a little biased, of course. Before I get started, I'm going to say it. Yes, I am. You're used to it. Please subscribe to our channel on whatever device you're listening to us on. Also, tell your friends and family about us. The more traffic we receive for our little podcast allows others to hear this wonderful message of encouragement. And you know how we are in the encouragement business. All right, now back to the show. Some questions for you. Have you ever had a season where you had direction and purpose, but life circumstances came your way? and challenged your direction? In this season, you may have stated, God, if you are here, then life shouldn't be this hard. Or maybe said, "Mm, I'm a good person. I'm trying to do the right thing. Man, why is this happening? In the midst of the opposition, you may become disillusioned by your purpose, reach a point, And you start saying, man, it is hard being the best me when all this opposition is knocking at my door. Not only the opposition, but also, man, what is my next step? In the midst of this, you may feel lost with the direction of your life. A while ago, I watched a documentary about a lady who started a ballet school for African-American women who endured trauma. As I watched it, I was enthralled by her tenacity and determination to foster a new experience for those who were hurting. The new experience was not traditional, but she witnessed the power of those being able to express themselves again. One lady described her trauma as something that left her wanting to be invisible. She felt completely lost, not knowing who she was. As she shared her experiences, I could totally relate. Yes, due to my own traumatic experiences, I didn't want anyone to see me, not even God. While going through my healing journey, I began to shed my invisibility to the point that you know what i'm telling y'all my business in this podcast yes i am 
Did you know that believing in yourself opens the doors to many opportunities? Join Jay Intel and A Healing Peace Tuesday, August the 24th, 7 p.m. Central Time for our online faith-based workshop, Believing in Yourself. In this workshop, we will provide a supportive and fun evening to help boost your self-awareness. You will receive tools for identifying your inner strength and capabilities while placing your security in God. Go to ahealingpeace.com forward slash register to sign up. Even though I've progressed and I've moved forward in life and God has had me on this healing journey, I've recently had an experience where my feeling of being invisible or lost came back. It took me by surprise. I shared previously my desire to want this little podcast to help others. You also heard our commercials about our parent company, JNTAIL. Our nonprofit focuses on bringing a message of healing and empowerment to the masses. Well, once again, God exposed my motives behind, why in the world are you doing this, girl? I tell you, trying to be seen on social media can suck you in. I got sucked in and began to focus on those who were not responding or listening to this message. I realized that my motives became about me rather than helping others. As time progressed, I began to feel like a failure. I became very insecure about myself, the podcast, and our nonprofit. I reasoned that God did not want me to be successful because if he did, Things will be different by now. So I retreated to work. And that's IT work, as it does pay the bills. But then, of course, that gentle whisper came. And boy, the spirit said some things. And he said it so clearly. Girl, God did not tell you to quit. You are only thinking about yourself and not God's will. I was like, oh, okay, got me on that one. I can't say that uh, you not lying. Okay, I got, you got me. As the spirit rebuked me, I immediately became ashamed that I was back at the same place. Have you, I'm just curious, have you had experiences where you thought you were above them? Therefore, why in the world are you back at the same place? Like, how many times do I have to learn my lesson? Yep, that's how I think. I digress, though. I went on for weeks, beating myself up. Even though I heard the spirit challenge my quitting behavior, I was still not able to get to a place of security in God. Then a friend of mine, she saw me, she she couldn't believe my disposition I, I was so sad and just not perky and I remember as I was talking to her I, I stated how previously I always had like the nonprofit to fall back on when I didn't feel like I was doing that good why because in my mind I felt like even even though I may not have been doing good in other areas at least I was trying to help somebody as I was trying to help myself Again, 
a challenge to my motives, a, a place where God was like, I'm trying to purify your ideas and your perspective. Because at the end of the day, it has to be about me. Anyways, as I was going through my little pouting faith, my friend was like, you know, perhaps you can use this season to get you to a place instead of being fueled by distractions for me, my overworking. But for others, your distraction can be, it may not be work, but maybe food, maybe TV or relationship. Anything that can distract us from dealing with our truth. For me, it was about me being surrendered to God's will for my life. And so she challenged me. She said, this is your season to sit and wait on the Lord. He's literally removing all of these distractions from you and getting you to a place where you are seeking him and allowing him to speak to you despite all of the things going on around you. Also, it was like, it's a chance for you to not be motivated by trying to do as well as not being fueled by shame and guilt. Mm. Just sit in his presence. I'll tell you the the statements were profound. I was like, that's hard. You know, I can't sit still. But it was a very rewarding truth. Sit still. And as I said, God revealed that first and foremost, he loved me and he will always support me. He probably like, okay, well, how did he tell you? Mm-hmm. Well, of course I'm going to tell you. That's why you're listening. I know before, and I can't help myself. I know before I shared how God uses my bike rides to reveal things to me. He did it again. And of course, I'm going to share it with you. Okay. I was riding my bike. Now, normally when I ride my bike, I'm always paying attention to my surroundings. I look at the trees, the birds, the people, especially the people. Not only am I looking, but I'm also enjoying the ride with some great music. Yes, I am. I'm bopping my head. I'm turning. I'm looking. I'm bopping. I'm enjoying. I'm paddling. Yes, my bike rides. On the way back from my usual route, a man stopped me. He asked very desperately if I saw his daughter. He described her in the bike she was riding. I thought for a moment and said, no, I didn't see her. I also told him that normally if I see a child by him or herself, I always ask, where is his or her parent? I'm very cautious about those kids. They'd be like, you don't know me. I'm like, you don't know me either, but you're not going to be doing this by yourself. That's usually how I get sorry for being carried away. I digress once again. Anyways, he told me that he was still going in the direction that I came from and that he was going to keep looking for her. I told him, hey, go do what you need to do. If I see her as I continue my ride, I will send her back to him. He thanked me. I continued to paddle. I made it about a quarter of a mile down the path. Then a young girl stopped me. She asked me if I saw her dad. 
I've been saying, oh, 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 that's you. He's been looking for you. Then I asked, what happened? How did you lose him? She stated that she got distracted while riding her bike and ended up being in the unfamiliar place. At that moment, she realized that her dad was no longer visible. I was like, ow. She then stated that she found her grandfather eventually. Her grandfather told her that her dad went to go look for her. Thus, she took off to go find him. After her comments, I stated, hey, I'll ride back with you to meet up with your dad. You know, personally, I wanted to make sure that she didn't get lost again. While we were riding, she became nervous because we were riding for a while. She then asked me once more if I did, in fact, see her dad. You know, I don't blame her for being suspicious. I am a perfect stranger. I might be smiling, but I am a stranger. I tried to make her feel comfortable by describing him and then describing how he described her. I also asked, hey, y'all don't got a cell phone? She said, oh, no, he accidentally left it in the car. I was like, man, because if you had a cell phone, we can just call him and meet up with him. She said, yeah, okay. She was still a little suspicious. I tried to calm her down. Eventually, I did. And about two minutes later, she says, oh, I see my father. He's in the distance. And I looked. Peeked around, sure enough, there he was. And as I was peeking, looking around, she sure did paddle faster and <laughs> paddled away from me. I said, oh my goodness, the girl done left me. So I started to paddle to catch up with her and we finally made it to her dad. Her father thanked me. Then I turned around and I de- debated for a moment. I said, maybe I shouldn't go and finish this ride because it's kind of late. I was distracted. And then something told me to keep going. So I did. I turned back around. I started my paddling. And about a quarter mile later, I eventually saw a man sitting on a bench cradling a young girl. While he was holding her, he kept turning his head as as if he was looking for someone. As I rolled past, he stopped me. I was like, man, people are stopping me today. But he stopped me. He asked if I seen his son. He continued to stay that his son went looking for his daughter. I said, oh, you're the guy. You're grandpa. I told him, don't worry. They found each other and were walking back in this direction. As I rode away, I chuckled. I said immediately, that man, I just experienced the Trinity. And you're probably like, huh? What are you talking about? Experienced the Trinity? How in the world? Well, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you. You see, in the story, or it's not a story, it was actually real events. You know, the father who was looking for his daughter is Jesus. Similar to the father, Jesus takes the journey to find us. He searches for us to make sure that we are in his fold. He doesn't take it lightly when we are lost or off the path. In fact, He searches for us. He is willing to stop and ask for help. Now, to make sure that we are found by Jesus, God sends his spirit 
or angels to lead us back to him. Again, I chuckled. Because you know what? I sure did feel so proud to be used to reunite the daughter with her father. I did. I took a little piece of like, pat myself on the back a little bit. While we, the daughter, is being led back to Jesus. Enjoy being stylish. Our community partner, Back to Jesus, is a faith-based apparel and accessories online store. When you purchase items with our logo, you are proclaiming God, who has control, the Spirit, who gives us strength, peace, and comfort, and Jesus, who is our refuge. Turn heads with our stylish products while praising Him. Shop at backtojesus.us to purchase items. It requires that we trust the spirit or angels in our lives who are guiding us. Once she was found, the dad rejoiced and felt relieved. He did not yell at her or banish her from his presence. Mm-mm, no, he didn't do any of that. Instead, he was excited and grateful that his daughter was back safe. The granddad is God. Now, what's so special about the granddad is that he stayed behind cradling the lost child's sister. You see, God is not willing to let go of his children. Instead of letting go of the sister to go find the other child, he sent his son to go find her. Remember that even though he sent his son, he still looked for their return while protecting the youngest girl. You see, God continues to hold those who have not gotten lost while making sure that those who are lost have been found. Yes, I did, y'all. Yes, I did. I experienced the Trinity that day. More importantly, I learned that while I may be lost or feeling lost, or feeling like I didn't have purpose, or ashamed and guilty of my actions. What I learned that day was that God and Jesus are always there to lead me safely back in their arms. He's not trying to banish me from his presence. He's also not trying to make me earn my place back with them. Instead, as the loving father, he cradles me protecting me in his chest and his bosom. Not only does he cradle me, but he sends others to go find me. So even though, even though I felt lost and guilty about my behavior, God revealed that he believes in me. He wants to cradle me and wants me back on the right path. Ladies, there you, my question what would it what would it be like? What would happen if we hold on to this image of God? How would you interact with others knowing that you are sought after and comforted? Will it motivate you to keep going, to have courage and confidence? As we continue this wonderful segment, we will explore being our own cheerleaders. The first step in being our own cheerleader, 
oh, tongue twister on. Oh, I ain't going to even do it again. They're messing it up. But being our cheerleaders is knowing that you have the support to be the best you. With this support, you can be secure in your identity in Christ. Before I finish, because you know, I'm like, oh, I love telling my stories, but at least I give you a little word. So here's a little word for you. I'm going to give you a scripture. It is Isaiah 41.10. It states, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. There you go. That's God right there. All right. Now, you know how we do. I always invite people on the show. I have a great guest coming and we're going to dig deeper into being our own. own, Man, I can't get it out. But how to be our best cheerleaders in the interim. Go ahead and register for our workshop, Believing in Yourself, Tuesday, August 24th, 7 p.m., Come out for a fun evening. Go register at ahealingpeace.com slash register and come on back next week as we're going to talk about more in detail being our best cheerleader.